If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free. You pay no fee whatsoever. It's absolutely, totally free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast self-evolution regardless and today's episode is gonna be about the extended family and why it's not a really good idea to bring them in the midst of chaos and mess. So when we try to claim some sort of validation and some a way to confirm our perspective of the story of what's going on in the events and how things turn out, we usually don't want to go much farther than the extended family members. And supposedly uh we really really hope for some sort of change or some sort of something to get better and we really want things to get better you know just like everybody who is going through a rough patch everyone wants to seek help and obviously from and most importantly from the people they choose who are the closest to them and that would be pretty much pretty rational and logical and it's something everybody does in a everyone who has a sane mind and consulting extended family members is for the intention of helping to figure out a solution for the whole problem and helping to figure out like if both parties are wrong and most importantly to seek a solution a closure that will save people's lives and that will not eliminate one or one side of the uh you know deal or be unfair to either party the intention of seeking help from extended family members is meant to mend the 
the problems and the conflicts and the fights that happen and to most importantly seek peace and solve the whole problem what happens instead a lot of cases is that uh what's expected doesn't really occur and instead what happens is there are biases and when there are biases involved and, and when there are opinions involved and no neutral perspective there is a lot of chance of feeling like like you're especially if they're with the narcissist and you're the victim trying to tell the story as it is and trying to uh tell facts and talk about everything as it is and not really change a thing and to be to make the story as authentic as possible what happens is the shock of finding out sort of it's not really direct also it's more like implied that there is some sort of bias and there is tendency towards someone's side instead of distancing oneself and seeing the issue from both perspective or probably even a neutral perspective that doesn't um you know supply a side and ignore the other side and that's what's really upsetting about this whole thing is that seeking validation from extended family members normally should work in the interest of both the victim and the narcissist to see what kind of solution that can be reached that will not harm the victim nor the narcissist it'll build that trust again and it'll hopefully um rebuild a more foundational relationship but that's kind of also contradictory as to what the narcissist's agenda is in itself because narcissists are focused on themselves more than anything else and they don't like to put validation or consideration to anybody else they want to win everything they want to win every single fight they don't care it's their agenda they 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 will they will die they will they will die uh sorry they will die to win the war they will do whatever it takes to win even as far as triangulating people against each other for their side and of course making sure that they sound like the poor helpless victim and making sure that the victim is the culprit and the criminal and the person who seeks to destroy the narcissist when obviously the story is inverted and we know exactly well who is the uh destroyer in the events of things though um what's shocking is like i said when there are biases involved and there are opinions and there's a tendency 
and looking for the interest of the narcissist instead of the interest of the victim and blaming the whole story and blaming furthermore implicitly blaming the victim for choosing whatever they choose especially if it's a scapegoat who finally wants to decide for themselves and leave the situation because it's not working for them obviously they're sacrificing their time energy life for this narcissist who's probably growing old and it goes to say that um it's really extremely tiring to be in that situation and staying and staying and longer longer waiting just keep on waiting for that chance that day that things will change and there's like happiness and and uh the chaos and the mess and the war is over and now everything is peaceful and everybody loves each other but it's not that's not how things work in the real world though like I said, especially for the narcissist whose obsession, whose ultimate obsession is to win everything, is to win the war, is to win people's attention, and to win the um, the most amount of validation, adulation, and praise, and everything, and attention. So there is no way that they're going to leave any chance for the victim to actually express themselves and to allow them room to be themselves and to decide for themselves and to build to decide and choose to build a life of their own even if the narcissist is not involved in the interaction between the victim and the extended family members as to why or should i say survivor and the extended family members there's still that sort of like lenient like hintful but not really obvious sort of tendency towards the advantage of the narcissist and what the narcissist will win um after all and if it's the scapegoat and this this person who's obviously all the time <clears throat> belittled judged criticized compared just everything and left alone in the end they're required to stay even more because it's their job to keep the security of the relationship going on. It's their job to like be the last pillar that the guardian of the pillars that guard the house. If the guardian of these pillars dies, then these pillars will fall and the house will collapse. So that's what's happening. And it feels like that a lot to me. It does feel like that a lot. And it's hell. It's really exhausting, extremely consuming and exhausting. And why do I get to be the guardian of these, of these pillars? Why do I get to be in this role? I never signed up for this in the first place. I never really chose anything like this because I know it's not going to work in my advantage. I'm already seeing the process and I'm already seeing the result it's giving. It's really, really exhausting and consuming for me. But for the narcissistic family, it doesn't matter because you're there. You're the guardian. You're guarding those pillars, pillars with your life. It doesn't matter to them. As long as you're guarding them, they're in peace. But once you try to leave, once you make a choice for yourself, once you try to make a decision for yourself, it's sort of like, it's it's difficult. Especially for narcissistic families with narcissistic dynamics. And when each and everyone has a role 
to which everybody should be committed to. If you disagree with the whole agenda of the narcissist, you're the scapegoat. If you obey and do whatever it takes to preserve the image that they want to portray to the world, you're the golden child. If you allow everything to happen and not really speak up about anything, you're the enabler. If you're not really visible and not considered, you're the invisible child. If your job is to deliver news and messages as they are, report back to the to and from the narcissist to the other members, you're the flying monkey. And what kills me the most is how flexible these roles are. And once someone changes their mind, they're suddenly the scapegoat and they're treated with I with with injustice and unfairness and harshness. And they're immediately excluded and not considered precious anymore. And that's what's killing me in all of this. Why is it fair for people to have a life and for others to not? For others to spend the rest of their lives guarding these invisible pillars for the safety and, uh, you know, longevity of the relationship, which is not even a healthy relationship in the first place. It's toxic, consuming abusive, hurtful, and most of all, it's just not beneficial, especially for the guardian of these pillars. I'm remembering the game uh, Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver, so that's why I'm referring to the guardian of the pillars. Uh, it's just an, a familiar example to me, but you you'll understand. You, you pretty much understand. Um... It's just an example. So why is it then that the thought of trying to consider a solution from the extended family member's part? Why is it that that thought is met with disappointment and unresolved issues and more issues actually than the ones that already exist why is it like that why is it that instead of looking for a solution or looking at the issue from a neutral perspective that's not gonna harm anybody all of a sudden it looks like well the narcissist must win and they're older than you so they know better i don't know about that I mean, they might be able to look at the issue from your perspective and try to help you and seek uh, a, a solution with you, a closure with you, but at the same time, they I think maybe they find themselves obliged to to also think of, like... Look at the situation from the narcissist's perspective. And so they have to think like the narcissist thinks. And that's the problem. And if they think like how the narcissist thinks. It's it's only going to work best in the advantage of the narcissist. Regardless of how the abuse survivor looks at it. But the most important thing is. And obviously, it's a bad idea. This is not a really good idea at all. I mean, even just for the sake of trying. 
it's not really a good idea because first of all more people are getting involved in something that is supposed to be personal and like uh like about someone not everybody and the the second problem with this is the diversity of opinions that come along with discussions that involve uh what sort of choice the victim or survivor or scapegoat or whatever just uh you know regarding what they want to do um what they want to do regardless of the narcissist so like the once once they finally choose to make a life of their own um so there's the diversity of opinions which is also c- confusing and when there are plenty of advice coming from many surfaces and many experiences and many uh angles let's say it's difficult for then the survivor to make a ch- choice and to decide and that's the problem instead of uniting everybody towards one thing everybody at the, uh, you know at the end of the day people of the extended family the extended family members i mean are going to stick to their opinions whatever the case may be there's no shame in maintaining your opinion and your advice and the way you look at things but it's definitely hard and confusing for the survivor to have to look at the issue from everybody's perspective then they're going to be stuck even more and they're not going to be able to make any choice or take any decision or act uh you know take any sort of action the only thing that's gonna happen is that person is gonna be more stuck and more helpless and more unable to choose for themselves and decide and do something about the whole thing so it's definitely hard and it's not a productive idea to go seek validation from the extended family members because i've been there and uh i can say that well visiting them despite the fact that the narcissist loves to isolate their uh tribe away from people friends and family because it works in their convenience and as long as it's something that works for them it doesn't matter if visiting the family extended family members is against the rules only for the sake of saying hi and you know having some talk and uh discuss things it's still not a good idea in terms of seeking a solution a closure 
for the whole issue of what's going on with the narcissist and who should win and what should work best. And as long as the scapegoat or the survivor of the abuse maintains their opinions and choices they make. Because remember, like this applies especially to adult children. So adult children are not really incapable of choosing for themselves. You know, they're able to handle stuff and they're able to consider things and they're able to take care of themselves no matter what. It's just that the way that maybe many members of the extended family will look at it is they're still young and they're still too helpless and too fragile to go out in this world and survive. And again, the idea that the world is a terrible, terrifying place seems to be emphasized again. Not only did the narcissist already emphasize it enough, but also the extended family members concentrate on that idea as a way to quote-unquote protect you but really what it is about is just keeping you feel helpless and only capable of doing things after the permission of the narcissistic people so And really, um, it is kind of selfish to have to go after your own goals and ambitions, regardless of what everybody else has to think, and regardless of what people's opinions are. You know, eventually, everybody has their own life. But it is not fair to say that, okay, yeah, your siblings have the right to go out and work and live because they're adult enough to handle life, and they're old enough to take care of things and, uh, you know, survive in the world, but no, not you, because you're supposed to sacrifice yourself and your life until the narcissist passes away. Like, that is how things are supposed to be. Since when are things supposed to be any way, shape, or form possible? Since when rules are made? And since when... Are there discussions going on behind the scapegoat's back? Seriously. And at the end of the day, leaving the scapegoat last to know. How is that fair? And how is it fair that you say that one siblings have the right to live life and not you? You just have to be the guardian of these pillars for the rest of your life. To maintain the balance of the already, already fragile house hold already crumbling tumbling ruined house how could you how how could they say that how could they say that how could they even believe in justice and fairness when the statement they made has nothing to do with justice i'm sorry it doesn't have anything to do with justice you believe in justice as an abstract term, yeah, but when it comes to real life, you come here and you provide me with what contradicts it instead? How does that work? 
See, it doesn't really, really matter anyway. To the baby boomers, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. So the most important thing to do, I guess, at the end of the day, is to really, really remember the personal Bill of Rights and to apply it in real life and to maintain every single right that you have with your bare hands, with your legs, feet, arms, everything that you have. Seriously. And as an adult child who's still stuck in their parents' house like I am, just don't make your life the last priority. Don't make anybody else's needs come first instead of yours. Like, at the end of the day, the lesson that is, I guess, being taught the hard way is that no matter what people have to say, you're the only one that's going to be the last judge of that. And you're the only one responsible for your life. So you're the only one who is in the authority of making choices and taking decisions regarding your life. So don't let anybody else influence your choices and tendencies in this life because you only live once. So you might as well give it your best. And do as you say and prove these people wrong. You really don't have much of a choice. And you really don't have much time to waste anyway. Every single second is precious in life. And you don't want to waste it with people who only find it advantageous for them to consume you. And don't consider what you, what's in it for you anyway. So, uh, that's it for today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you ever have any intention of supporting this podcast, if you want to see it succeed, if you want to see it thrive, don't be hesitant to support it. I really, really appreciate your support for this podcast. I'll make sure it'll work longer and it'll be more successful thanks to you if you don't listen to this podcast it will die for sure and without your support it's never gonna succeed so be sure to like and share and subscribe to this podcast to listen to more episodes yeah <laughs> okay um that's it so, folks, that's a wrap for this episode, and as you can guess, this is my goodbye speech. <laughs> uh, just kidding. I hope you found this episode enlightening to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor FM or any other platform where, where you'll find my podcast available, like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and recently I've added my podcast in TuneIn as well as Red Circle. That's where you'll find my podcast also available. I'd also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee. 
If you have any topic suggestions, questions, some feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message and I'll take care of that. So to conclude, this was Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram, and I will see you in the next episode.